Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy. I want to go to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6, verse number 23. This is a very familiar text one that we all know well, Romans chapter number 6 and verse number 23. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. A treasure of truth is the knowledge here of the gift of God. That's a familiar text. It's one we hear quoted very often by preachers and teachers alike. It's got a negative side to it. It's got a positive side to it. It's got a very serious truth, and it has a truth that brings serenity and peace to the believer. Two statements. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. There is a sovereign declaration. For the wages of sin is death, but there is a sure and blessed guarantee. But the gift of God is eternal life. See, death um, is passed into the world because of sin. That's a sovereign declaration. It's a statement that can't be retracted. Death is passed upon all men. It's the results of sin. It's the cost of sin. It's the payment of sin. And ever since that day that that Adam and Eve in in the Garden of Eden ate of the forbidden fruit, death has reigned on this earth. Death began in the garden. And according to Romans 5, it's passed upon all men, for all have sinned. It's a sovereign declaration. The wages of sin is death. But aren't you glad that's not the end of the story? Aren't you glad that's not the end of the verse? Thank God for that heavenly conjunction. But the wages of sin is death. But all of us would be sinners. But all of us would be going to hell. But none of us would have any hope today. But. Aren't you thankful for the times in the Word of God and also in your own individual life where God butts in? Every one of us would find an eternal home in hell because of sin, but God stepped on the scene. God turned things around. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. By who? How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I'm interested in that gift of God. Uh, This recording of this podcast is right around Father's Day. And I've been thinking all week, what kind of gift can I give to my dad? Dad is uh, 76 years old. He'll be 77 this year. And, uh, you know, what do you give a 76-year-old? I mean, they've lived a long time and they've accumulated some things and He's got more tools than any man needs. Uh, I, I get tickled going down to his building and seeing all the stuff that he's got in it. And he's got cars and he's got tools and he's got. So, I mean, sometimes trying to figure out how to, what to give, you know, but we love giving. I love Christmas. I've been a Christmas fan my whole life. Uh, love birthdays. I love Father's Day. I'm going to get something uh, from my children and uh, got something from my children. And, uh, I, you know, it's, 
I love the gifts, and we love getting gifts, we love giving gifts, we love spending money on gifts, we love wrapping gifts, we love coming up with great ideas for gifts. All of us love gifts, but there's just something about getting a gift. And, it, you know, when somebody gives you a gift, it's special. But the greatest gift that's ever been given, or the greatest gift that's ever been received, or the greatest gift that's ever been rejected— is the gift of God's salvation. You know, the book of Romans magnifies man's great need. It, it, it magnifies man's great need. Uh, when you study the book of Romans, you'll see that because it begins with the need of man, but it also begins with the gift of God. And we ought to be thankful today that God's greatest gift is more powerful than man's greatest need. Because where sin abounded, grace much more abounds. Well, preacher, what is man's greatest need? Well, it starts out in chapter number one of Romans with the sinfulness of man, shows how low down we are, how depraved we are, and how, how far we can go in this depravity. In fact, Romans chapter one teaches that man can become so vile and so wicked that God will turn them over to a reprobate mind. And sadly, in the hour that we're living, there are sinners today that have been so captured by sin and so stained by sin that they're beyond reproof. They're not even bothered by sin anymore. They're not even shamed by sin anymore. I don't believe our minds can even comprehend how far and how low a man can go outside of the grace of God. And before you and I that are saved get pumped up in pride, don't forget what Romans chapter 3 teaches, that Paul reminds us that we shouldn't feel so good about ourselves because we're all in the same boat. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then in Romans 5, he tells us that one man caused sin to enter into the world, for all have sinned. And so we shouldn't feel highly about ourselves. If it wasn't for the grace of God and for God butting in, we'd all still be in a mess. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Aren't you thankful for that? We're condemned. We're lost. Uh, we're sinners by nature and we're sinners by choice. Away from God. And by the time you get to this chapter, in our text, God has hung mankind over hell without any hope without any mercy condemned lost away from god sinner by nature sinner by practice but aren't you glad god doesn't leave us dangling on the cliff of depravity but the wages of sin the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life he says man fell away from me man is a sinner the wages of sin is death but i've got a remedy for that but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God. Man is a sinner, but God. Man is lost, but God. Man is on his way to hell, but God. It reminds me of Genesis 6. How vile man had become in Genesis 6. Boy, the world was in wickedness and in violence. The thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. And, and mankind had gotten so filthy and so immoral that it repented the Lord that he had made them. Judgment was on the way. And it goes on down in chapter 8 there. Excuse me, chapter 6 there, verse number 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God put it in. 
We were born sinners. We live like sinners. One day we'll die sinners. But we found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In Ephesians 2, Paul emphasized that little word. In verses 1, 2, and 3, he tells us about the trespasses of sin, how we're dead in sin, how we walk according to the course of this world, how we have no hope, no light, no direction, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. But God. And here in Romans 6, 23, you see God's great conjunction. Genesis chapter 6, you find God's great conjunction, but Noah. And in Ephesians chapter 2, you find that great con conjunction, but God, who is rich in mercy. Boy, the remedy for sin, the dead sinner, is God. The remedy for a defiled sinner is God. The remedy for a depraved sinner, it's God. The remedy for a dying sinner, it's God, but God. The answer to the world and its problems today are in that verse, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not politics. It's not government. It's not social programs. It's not religion. The key and the hope for this nation is the gift of God. The key and the hope for your family is the gift of God. The key and hope for our church is the gift of God. No wonder Paul said this to the Corinthian church, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now I want to give you three things about the gift of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. The first thing I want you to think about is the motive, the motive of this gift. It did not say the gift of man. It did not say the gift of the church. It did not say the gift of the politician. It did not say the gift of religion. It said it is the gift of God. Do you know what makes salvation so great? The God that it comes from. Do you know what makes redemption so great? The God that it comes from. Do you know what makes deliverance so great? It's because it comes from God. Someone said, what could make a holy, sovereign, pure, omnipotent, omnipotent, righteous God ever give hope in salvation? What could cause that? What motivated? What is the motive for this gift of God? Well, I can give you the answer in one verse. Here's the motive, the basis. Here's why God gave the gift. John 3, 16, for God so loved <laughs> that he gave. The motivation is the love of God. And that word so may be small, but it is so big. You know what the word love uh, for so loved, it means to the extent of. It includes how much, but also how much more. If you look at that word so, for God so loved the, the word, if you, world, if you look at that in the Bible, it magnifies what it is before. Psalm 77, 13 in the sanctuary, who is so great as our God. It means our God is so great a God. He's not just great. He is it's, it's extended past greatness. How shall we escape if we neglect so great, so great a salvation? Not neglect great salvation, but salvation is not just great. It is so great. Salvation is extended beyond. For God so loved the world. 
That's the motive. Now, I don't want you to miss the next podcast because we're going to get back in that on this motive of this gift. And I believe the Lord will help us with that. But I want you to go out today and be salt and light. We need this world illuminated and purified. This world is dirty and dark. Man, we need to get out and make a difference. If you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose to get up tomorrow, pray, read your Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and go out and make a difference in this world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.